Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to KCOU 88.1 and the weekly walkthrough here on Sports Saturday presented by B&B Bagel. Exciting show coming up today. First, we would talk about the NFL draft, and that will more or less carry over into the whole show, and then maybe briefly talk about the MLB if we have time to do so. But let's get right into it with the first pick. All right, hold on. Okay, okay. Play your thing. Here you go. Play your thing. With the first pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. And how's that for you? It's, I mean, it was expected other than that CBS guy reporting false information three days coincidentally before the draft. This is what we expected. They didn't think Josh Rosen was their guy, apparently. He didn't show enough, I guess. I'm not for, for certain. And they thought Kyler Murray would fit into what their system is. Do you blame him for getting rid of Josh Rosen instead of taking Kyler Murray? Absolutely not. Me it's, neither. I'd he's, say it's the right it's the right call. He's not he if that's not who they think their franchise should be, there is no reason to waste time. Look at what the Dolphins are doing right now. The Dolphins had Ryan Tannehill for seven, eight years now. They haven't won the division. They haven't done anything, but they have been unwilling to change. They have been unwilling to make adjustments or try to find another quarterback suitable to take up that role. And now they're now they just traded for Josh Rosen, and maybe that is their guy. Maybe it's not. But if it's not their guy, like like the Arizona Cardinals thought, they need to move on from that quickly so that they can stop being the laughing stop of the AFC East, like everyone else that isn't named the New England Patriots. I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks that they have in the in the AFC over there in that division, it's you're looking at young talent and Tom Brady. You're looking at dudes that have started maybe one whole season if they're lucky. Even like Sam Darnold, I think even got 13 games. Josh Allen got 11. Josh Rosen got 13 with Sam Bradford starting a few at the beginning of the year, so none of them have really played an entire season, and then they're playing with one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever do it. Well, I don't know if they're going to start Rosen right away. We'll see. I mean, I'm assuming they will try to at least. It'll be a battle with him and Tannehill, but I see more potential in guys like Josh Allen, and I see more potential with Sam Darnold as well. Those guys are both studs. They both got picked higher than Rosen at that draft. And Josh Allen played exceptionally well, and Sam Darnold has uh, all pro alongside him with Le'Veon Bell. So I don't see, I don't see a way in which Miami can propel themselves forward in that division. No, with, this is still a Patriots division. By no means am I saying it's not the Patriots division. It's just that you're now looking at lots of young talent at the quarterback position. I'm just saying trading for Rosen isn't going to propel you upwards in your division. You're I mean, still probably finishing last are you, next I mean, year. I don't yes, know. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. The what, Bills? The Bills have a top five defense. And Josh Allen's only going to get better. There's no way he's going to get worse. And he can run the football. He hurdles people. He's a freak athlete. He's an incredible athlete. And I don't see Josh Rosen being able to do that. Do anything that either of Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's a better pocket passer than him. And they got Le'Veon. And, yeah, and Le'Veon. That's what I said. Yeah, they Quentin got Le'Veon. Williams as well. Yeah, Quinn Williams, an exceptional pick at the third spot. I think they're both exceptional talents, and I don't see this working out for the Dolphins. I mean, you have to take the chance because they have waited so long to do so, and their fans are getting impatient with them and sticking with this mediocre quarterback that is Ryan Tannehill. But is Josh Rosen the guy? We shall see shortly. And, and you think he's not? I don't think he is, right. no. Not in that division. 
because that division's going to get really good here in a little bit. And the Patriots need to find a way to pick up somebody. And they picked up, they picked up, oh, who'd they pick up? Who was it? It was Jared Stidham. It was they Stidham. Did. They did pick up Stidham today. And uh, he might be their guy. You, we never know. I mean, that's what happened. It's a late round pick. It's not much of a risk for them. They picked all their big guys earlier. I was shocked they didn't pick Drew Locke. Me too. Or Will Greer. I, I wouldn't go Will Greer at 32 because you can get him later. And I, I'm assuming they know that as well. But Drew Locke, that seemed like that could be your prototypical pocket passer. He has the size. He has the arm strength. He has the vision. And he played very well at times and this year. Played bad. I will. I will. I do have to say that he played bad over about a four week span. But they finally found their way into, and then they were ranked at the end of the year. So, and we were stunned that Drew didn't get picked in the picked in the first round. I was shocked. Yes, I figured. I figured the either the Chargers were going to take him at at their late pick. They had they were picking twenty eighth, or I figured that the Raiders were going to pick him before before that at twenty seven. When but they but they picked the safety out of Mississippi State, Jonathan Abram, to cap off the defense, which is not a bad pick for them. I mean, they needed to do what they needed to do. Yeah, I agree. And they I mean the only reason why they they didn't want to get rid of Derek Carr cuz Derek Carr's still a Derek Carr's still very young and at one point people considered him to be an elite quarterback. I mean, they put him He in, had a good year. Him and Amari Cooper had that what we called the AC DC connection. People called it that? I remember calling it that when we were in high school at that point in time. But it was Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. I mean, and it worked. Are you for a flipping? While. Are you flipping the C and D there? Is that what? What do you mean? Well, it's DC or it's Amari Cooper, AC. Oh, Derek okay, Carr, okay, DC, okay. AC DC. <laughs> okay, okay. My bad, my bad. But yeah, I I guess that was a thing. But they never. But for me personally, when I watched Raiders games, they always played pretty poorly against the Chiefs. If you go back and look at Derek Carr's. Uh, History, like his worst games, most of them were against the good Kansas City Chiefs defense that wasn't that long ago. It was only two or three years ago. But I'm assuming they're just not, they don't want to move on from Derek Carr just yet. But when it comes to the Chargers, Phillip Rivers is getting older. He has a large family to take care of. He might want to retire sometime within the I'm next couple of years. I'm expecting it in the next couple of years for sure. At least maybe next year, maybe push it past to the 2021 year. But I, I mean, don't. I think that hinges on how well the Chargers do next year. I think if the Chargers start to slide downhill and he's not getting help and he's getting hit, then he's going to retire. But, I mean, I think if they do what they did last year and they look really good and, I mean, he doesn't get rocked constantly, which he didn't last year, and he had production on the offense, and the defense was good as well. I think you could see him staying longer. They had an exceptional year last year. Did you watch the Chargers-Patriots game, the divisional round? Yes, that was in Foxborough, correct? He was so... He was losing his mind. Because, well, they just they just got blazed. Yeah, they got blazed, but he was more upset at, like, officials and stuff, it seems. Like, he was, he was placing the blame on that, and... And things of that nature, which I understand that. That's a rematch from 2007 in the AFC Championship game, and he wanted that. I understand why he was upset. I was just wondering if you watched that. But the Patriots capped off the first round with Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. Looked like he has a lot of upside. I would, I, I expect that kid to come in and play significant reps and have a, have a great impact on them. Starting off, especially with Chris Hogan now being gone, that was a starting wide receiver. Josh Gordon, un, 
uncertain on whether or not he will play it's in the possible. 2019 I mean, I mean if, if he comes back and plays, he's playing for the Patriots. He signed that deal. I know. I'm just saying in general, he's not. He's probably not coming back week one. Is what I would I'm agree saying. with that. So they really only have Edelman. Gronk is gone as well. That's another receiver. I mean, yeah, I understand it's the tight end, but he still catches a lot of footballs for them. That's another hole they have to they have to make up for on the offensive end. I mean, they he's going to have to make an immediate impact. And it looks like they did not draft a tight end so far in okay. this draft. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been I. I wouldn't have been shocked if they would have traded up to get either Noah Vaughn or uh, TJ, what's that kid's Hockston. name? Hawkinson. Hawkinson, something Hawkins. like that. Yeah, yep. that kid's a stud too. I, both both kids coming from Iowa. Incredible athletes. I'm really impressed with Noah Vaughn. He provides a lot of size. He's very athletic, can break off from from DBs. He's gonna. I feel like he's going to make a great impact for Denver. But just watch out here for the New England Patriots. Going back to the Patriots for one second. But uh, watch out, they did draft that running back. They drafted a running back late third round, Damian Harris, Alabama. Look out, here's someone else who could break out for the Patriots that they'll use for, you know, two years and then ship off to somewhere else. He is someone who I could I could see being a, a smaller LeGarrette Blunt. People forget that LeGarrette Blunt had... huge. Had Well, he had the most touchdowns out of a running back since Adrian Peterson like 10 years prior. Well, that's because he just pounded on the goal line. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I believe Damian Harris can do. He could be like a Rex Burkhead type of running back or he could be um, like LeGarrette Blunt. I don't I don't know any other power backs for them. Uh, they don't usually It's more of that that speed sleek back. Dual con, dual threat where they can like catch Like Sonny in. Michelle. Yeah, they can catch the ball out in open James space. James White. Out in space and create and create a a nuisance for linebackers and corners to where you have it's, to put yeah. someone on him. But no, yeah, I agree with that Damian Harris pick. He's like he's like the fullback that moves more like a running back. Like he runs hard like a fullback. Yeah, I believe that's a good pick. I've you know, I've seen him play a lot. I watch a lot of the Bama games. They he's an exceptional talent. But Kyler Murray, number one, exceptional pick. Let's move down toward Nick Bosa for a moment. What are your thoughts Wait, on that? Wait, let's pick? go back to the Cardinals for a second. Okay, go ahead. So the Cardinals, as I'm looking through who they drafted here. Did not they? They actually did just in the sixth round draft a center, but other than that, no offensive line help. How much is that going to hurt? Because their offensive line, as I was describing earlier, was like blocking with a wet paper bag. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But you at least have someone who can scramble out of the pocket. Not that's necessarily different than Rosen. Absolutely. Not necessarily a guy who. Not necessarily a guy who is going to run a lot in terms of. I mean, we'll see how we'll see how he plays. It's going to be an interesting thing to watch, watch for next season. For I mean, at least in more interesting than most teams who are who finish twelve and fourteen on the wait three and thirteen on the year. Excuse me, and we'll see what he does. I believe he's going to be able to scramble out of the pocket and make throws because he has a great arm. He was an outfield in college baseball, the highest level drafted uh, ninth overall to the Oakland A's. He's an incredible athlete. Well, if you look at someone, I'm just going to say something similar here to Kyler Murray and the situation he's going to be in. Let's look at Deshaun Watson. Because Deshaun Watson is a quarterback that can scramble and does, I mean, he doesn't run as well as Kyler, I would say, but he still runs and has to run based on the quality of his offensive line. Could you see that being a similar situation? I could see it being a similar situation. I could. I agree. I, I am of the sentiment that all all mobile quarterbacks get sacked more. I was going to say, look at De- the Deshaun Watson did have the most sacks or get sacked the most times 
in the you, National Football League. If you look at the statistics, having a mobile quarterback actually worsens your your sacks uh, allowed. You get a lot. Sacks are more frequent on a team that has a mobile quarterback, which you wouldn't think so. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense because he's on the sense. run and he gets hit. It does by people make sense. blitzing from the outside as he runs around or chasing him down as he scrambles. Yeah, when you think more, yeah, when you think more logical about it, it does make sense. But from hindsight, you're like, well, if this guy can run away from a DN, he should be fine. But it's not always the case. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing with uh, Kyler Murray though. They they're obviously not going to make have a great team next year. That's for certain they need to be patient with him they picked him first overall for a reason i think they understand this is a marathon not a sprint with him despite his blazing speed i like that one thank you i appreciate it and uh you know he's he's going to make an impact at some point if they can get the right pieces around him i am for certain he can josh rosen was an interesting pick for them in the first place i mean they had to pick a quarterback but in hindsight, this is their guy. This is who they wanted. A guy like this who hasn't, like I said, he's very underrated throw. I mean, look at that 50-yard throw he had against Bama to cut the lead to 13 with just under 20 minutes to go in that game. People forget that they battled back in that game. He's on the run, and he just throws it right over two DBs right into, uh, I don't know if it was Hollywood, but it was somebody's hands. Incredible play by him. So you wanted to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and Nick Bosa. Yes, I I like this pick a lot because Joey Joey Bosa is an exceptional athlete and Nick is obviously or he's right there with him. He's not necessarily better yet. He got drafted one pick higher. They played the same position in college. They'll probably play the same, same position in the NFL now. Same university and everyone else. I mean, that's just a athlete. That's just an athletic family. He, they're like the McCaffreys in terms of father played, granddad played, or like the Mannings. Yeah, or like the Mannings. They, yeah, they all played. They all, they, he understands what he needs to do. He has that, he has that sort of foundation around him to where he knows what he needs to do to be successful. Him and his brother are extremely identical in the way they play. It's a mirror image, more or less. I mean, that's just, that's all I wanted to say about it. I think this was the correct pick for them. Yeah, I don't, do you have anything else you want to say about that? No, I definitely think it's the correct pick. I think if Kyler Murray didn't go at one, the Cardinals would have taken him as well. I think this is a guy that if Kyler Murray wasn't in this draft or didn't get picked number one, would go number one. I agree with that as well. And if you look at the 49ers, they added a lot of wide receiver and offensive help depth after that with the additions of Debo Samuel from South Carolina, who was very good. We saw that firsthand as Mizzou fans and Mizzou football fans. And Jalen Hurd out of... Baylor, so that adds a lot of receiving depth for Jimmy Garoppolo, as it adds to their only real wide receiver last year was Marquise Goodwin, and yes. he's just one of those guys that burns people An and runs fast. An exceptional athlete, triple jump, Olympic triple jumper, incredible athlete. But he's not that. He's not that big, cutting, dicing, jumping over people wide receiver. He's that fast, run by you and score from 90 yards kind of wide receiver and then George Kittle was their only other offensive real offensive weapon last year because their running backs weren't I mean they were adequate but not great with Matt Breda and them but I think this is big for them and it's a big draft for them and they really showed that they're going to try and shoot the ball down the field now with their picks in this draft yeah I believe so as well they I believe they have drafted well to to eliminate the to eliminate the problems that they had personnel-wise across their across the board. They not a very good team, carried by Jimmy Garoppolo when he was traded there. 
two seasons ago. They didn't lose his first six starts, I believe. Something along those lines. They hadn't lost, and he was the next big thing. And, and then, then he got injured. Then he got injured because they weren't drafting people. <coughs> In the sixth round, they just drafted this kid, Justin Scully, an offensive tackle out of Vanderbilt. Sixth round, like I said. And, I mean, he could he could help potentially. It's good to create... It's good to get some depth at that position, especially when you know your quarter, your star your quarterback's guy, getting hit. Your star quarterback, you're paying millions and millions. I believe he got a nice extension, didn't he? He got a big extension, like yeah. Six years, like a hundred something million dollars. It's nice to get some protection around him. Moving forward to the Jets, though, they get Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Great pick, quite possibly. I mean, quite possibly the best player in this draft. You could say it about any of the first three, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, he's got a pumpkin head, man. He does. That thing is huge. He's got a big head. We're talking like Vince Wilfork-sized head. He's a Vince Wilfork-sized man, maybe. Yeah, he's an exceptional athlete. Ran a great 40 time. He, his brother is also in the draft. I don't know if he has been picked. I don't believe so. But it, look for his brother to potentially having those athletic genes that Quinnen has to make an impact as well. I was gonna say, and they went, they went past Rush. They had their first-round pick be Quinn and Williams. They didn't have a second-round pick. And immediately when they had the fourth pick in the third round, they went edge rusher. So they went rush the passer. Okay. Yeah, I agree. They Yeah, they that's a hole that they have. They have good safeties headlined by Jamal, Mer, Jamal Adams, excuse me, and corners are adequate for them. I was going to say get a linebacker, maybe find a linebacker somehow in the next few years. In addition to those two rushers right there, those are pretty good. And, I mean, find maybe a wide receiver to go with Sam Darnold and Le'Veon, and then that team might be able to compete for a division if the if the Patriots slide down a little bit, which they probably will as they age. And the quarterback transition, which we know is eventually going to happen, starts to happen. Of course. Moving forward, though, with the fourth pick, Clean and Farrell. The Oakland defense. Raiders. Oakland Raiders drafted Clean and Farrell. The end, Clemson. And this pick was terrible. This was a terrible pick. Not okay. only for Oakland in terms of you could have picked this kid at your other two late first-round picks because that is where he was projected to go, even to the Raiders on some people's mock drafts, mock drafts. But they decided to pick him at this pick. I don't understand that personally. They knew their guy. They knew who they wanted. And we'll talk about this here in two picks. With this, I'll say the same thing here in two picks. They knew their guy. They knew who they wanted. They didn't want to risk him not being there on the board when they had their second pick in the first round. So they went out and got him. This kid was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not sure if you knew that. That wasn't said on the on the draft coverage that we were watching. This kid on a team like Clemson, who had three defensive linemen drafted in the first round, was still the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, I believe. Okay. I mean, he, I'm not saying I'm not, not sure good. this is the right pick at that height in the draft at the fourth pick. I think they could have gone elsewhere. I think they could have gone with Josh Allen. I think they could have gone with a linebacker of some kind. I'm not sure if that's the right pick, but I mean... I still think it's not a horrible pick because they knew who they wanted. They went out and they got him. They didn't want to risk him not being there. And I can respect the, if that's your guy, get your guy. I believe that the Browns, and in the moment that they should have drafted Saquon one, let let the let the Giants pick, uh, oh, who would they have picked at that point? I don't know who they would have picked. They But they weren't going to pick a quarterback then. I and believe they were going to wait. Back. And then third, I believe the Jets were going to pick Sam Darnold. And then at four, you could have had Baker right there. And you could have had the, your co-rookie uh, of the year. Now, if you look, it worked out for them. 
I agree. That's what I'm saying. So who says this might this might work out for the Raiders? We're just going to have to see what happens. Because if if this kid, I'm going to say this again when we talk about the Giants, if this kid is good and if this kid puts up big numbers, no one's going to talk about how he got picked too high. Yes, I agree with that. It's we all, did, it's all, we're just going to have to see what happens. It's all presumption and it's all... It's all. It's a guessing game. And if you look at the Raiders and just who they picked, if you look at their first five picks, first six picks actually, yeah, first six picks, five of them went defense. Two corners, a safety, Clean and Farrell, the D end, and uh, Max Crosby, a edge rusher, along with Josh Jacobs, the running back. So you know, you know, this is what Sean Gruden and Mike Mayock wanted to attack in this draft. Okay. But moving forward, Tampa Bay filling in their linebacker role, getting Boom. Devin White linebacker for needed. LSU. And I agree, they did need a linebacker. They needed a defensive presence there. And Devin White is an exceptional player. He is notorious for riding horses around campus from time to time. But the sad part about this is that not many people were able to see him in the biggest game of their career, biggest game of his career so far when they played number one Alabama. I don't know where the game was played. But he was suspended for the whole first half due to a targeting violation. Was that this season? It, this season, It was yes. in Baton Rouge. Baton yeah. Rouge, okay. At home, they had or a very— Death Valley or wherever the LSU is. And you are not allowed to have your linebacker, your star defensive player, your anchor for half of the game, and you are expected to go out and beat Tua with as well as I mean, they still did a not bad job of stopping him, but that's not the point of this. The point of this is Tampa Bay knew they were going to pick a linebacker. They knew Devin White was their guy. We knew this was going to happen pretty well. I think this is exactly what we expected from Tampa Bay here with this pick. I was just saying it was unfortunate for him. Of course, I believe Devin White is their guy. Moving on to six. Here the, it is. Here's the pick. The shock of, are you going to play it? No. Go oh, Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to play it. The New York Giants with the six overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. They select Daniel Jones, quarterback, Duke University. Interesting pick. To I say saw this apps. coming. You did see. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say how you saw this coming. I was watching pre-draft coverage on, I think it was ESPN. It was either ESPN or NFL Network. There was an interview with Dave Gettleman. He said he wanted someone who had faced adversity and who had been grizzled and kind of had a bunch of experience in this draft. When he started saying that, they asked him if he was going to take a quarterback. And he said, yes, I believe we will take a quarterback in this draft, which, which, which was expected. Yes, it's The Giants expected. were supposed to take a quarterback because Eli Manning is starting to not work out there. And that's kind of an understatement even of that situation. But Gettleman said that they were looking for that kind of player, and I immediately thought of either Daniel Jones or Drew Locke. I did not think that Dwayne Haskins was their pick anymore when he said that. Yes, and, and you did you did say that while we were watching. You and, said that before they picked. And then they picked Daniel Jones, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what I expected to happen, one of the two that I thought they were going to pick. And I think that, I mean, I'm going to say the same thing I, I did again about the Raiders, which this is their guy. This is who they wanted. He had a connection to the Mannings. He threw at the Mannings like throwing camp or whatever they do for their quarterbacks. He had a connection with, through the Duke coach to the Giants and that. And I think this was their guy, and they went out and got him. Once again, I think they might have done it too high, but they knew who they wanted. They knew the quarterback they wanted, and they drafted him at six, so nobody else would take him with the Dolphins maybe looming for a quarterback, which we know they didn't do. The Redskins were looming for a quarterback. They weren't sure if he was going to be available at 17. They didn't want to trade up from 17, and that's what they ended up doing. I believe all those points are very valid. But let's look at who Daniel Jones is. For lack of a better word, Daniel Jones is trash. He is terrible. 
compared to Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he looks like he should be playing Juco at times. He threw nine picks against Virginia. It was just Virginia? Yeah, it was Virginia. Nine interceptions in a football game. That looks like something you'd see in Madden or NCAA football. I mean, that is just terrible. I was shocked when they drafted him because it had been Dwayne Haskins and you had heard some signs of Drew Locke. But like you said, I didn't listen to this interview that you were referring to. It was right before the draft, correct? It was draft day, correct? Yeah, it was a few hours earlier when they went through like like the NFL coverage where they went to every scout mm-hmm. of every team that had a pick in the first round and they had an interview with whoever they did or said they couldn't get an interview but what they thought was going to happen. Okay. And I understand this is their guy, and if he has the size and he has the arm strength to get it done, I believe he has all—it's all there for him. He's a—he's a talented kid, but just what he has produced on the college football level has not been adequate for me to be for to be taking him at that six, especially when Josh Allen fell as low as he did. But like I said, I agree with what you said. I agree that if that's your guy and if he produces, they'll be looked at as geniuses. And Same if he, thing, yeah. And if he doesn't, they'll look like a bunch of idiots. They'll look like a fool. Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, if he produces, nobody will talk about how he was taken at 6 and not at 17. I agree. I agree with that. If you look at what the Giants did the rest of the time in this draft, 6 out of 8 picks so far, they've picked defense. Another big hole for them. But at the same time, with getting rid of Odell... There's no offense really either. Yeah, I agree with that as well. There isn't much offense with trading your, obviously your key asset here. And you're not, you're not looking at much else than that offense. Then you got Saquon, obviously, and that's going to be your workhorse for years and years to come, it seems like. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the number seventh overall pick and what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Looking for something that smashes sports content and video game content together into one big late-night radio sandwich? Listen to Quarter Circle Backboard, a show in which your boy Chris Mitchell brings you the latest and hottest in sports news that you like and video game news that I like every Friday night at 11 p.m. on KCOU. I talk about everything from football to basketball to Street Fighter to Fallout to you name it. Is the worst thing up past your bedtime? Tune in and find out. Looking to up your style with the changing season? Need a quick costume rental or just want to give some dope old clothes a new life? Check out Mod Vintage downtown for the best trend vintage around. We'll also pay cash for your retro wares if they no longer spark joy. Just go on down to Mod V at 818 East Broadway because life's too short to be basic. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We're back. Here in Studio A on KCOU Sports Saturday, presented by B&B Bagel. How's it going, Nick? It's going great. Oh, goodness. I am recovering from a sore throat. Actually, I guess still have a sore throat. But but with the seventh, with the seventh overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars decided to um more or less replace Calais Campbell at this at this with uh getting Josh Allen an edge rusher for Kentucky. This kid, in my opinion, when we're talking about a steal in this first round, that that's the steal. Josh Allen is the steal of this 
of this. I figured just because he, he fell this far. Yeah, just because he fell this far, and that's a great that's a great addition to that defense that is already scary. People people can say what they want about the Jacksonville defense. People can say that they weren't that good this year. I, I think that's all silly. This defense is filled with a bunch of stars with A.J. Bouye, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Telvin Smith back there at linebacker. I mean, the list goes on and on with and these guys. And they just added to it with another person who's going to be a stud. He's going to be good. He's going. Yeah, I believe this is one of the guys on this. Like, if we're talking locks to be good in the NFL, I believe Josh Allen headlines that list. Personally, for me, I believe he might be the best player in the draft. And he seems like he's just, in general, like a good guy. You heard why he didn't jump up and put his hat on right away when he got drafted, right? I did not hear that. Because he was sitting with his daughter on his lap watching Monsters University in the back room. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Just a, great, just a great moment of the draft. That's one of my favorite moments of the draft, honestly. I think that's just an awesome moment for, for them and for uh, Josh Allen. Also, just fun fact, Josh Allen drafted seventh overall this year and seventh overall last year with the quarterback going to the to the Bills. Yeah, very confusing. The Josh Allen we are talking about is the edge rush for Kentucky. Kentucky. The Josh Allen that we were talking about earlier with the AFC East division is Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, not to be confused yeah, with Yeah, we this love when one. they have the exact same name. That makes it helpful. And are both studs. In the same conference, and we'll play each other probably, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it looks like for the rest of this, they were pretty split. This Jacksonville was pretty split on picks. They took a tackle for protection, which is going to be good for Nick Foles because, you know, uh, you know that Blake Bortles didn't have a great year last year, part of which because he was under pressure all the time. So they took Jawan Taylor from Florida, who's a good pick. He was one of the best offensive linemen in the draft, and he fell all the way to them in the second round, which we didn't think would happen. We thought he was going day one along with Drew Locke. Those were the two guys that we thought were definitely going to go day one instead of fall. You're talking about Taylor from Florida, from right? From Florida. Okay. And then uh, they took a tight end from San Jose State, a safety from Murray State, a running back from Temple, and then their most recent pick in the sixth round with the fifth pick, they took Gardner Minshew, the quarterback from Washington State. Yeah, that kid's a stud. I, I actually like that kid. I've watched him play a couple games late on uh, late on Saturdays. He's good. So he's going to be someone who needs a little bit of development, obviously, and needs to play behind someone. And they got Nick Foles for that. And now this could be their backup of the and then eventual starter of the future because Nick Foles is good, but he's not that young for a quarterback that's coming into a new team. So Gardner Minshew has someone to learn from here now. And I think taking up Nick Foles was an exceptional, exceptional pickup for them in the offseason because now you didn't, you could have used the seven pick to get someone for that defense to make them scarier or to get an offensive weapon. You didn't have to pick a guy like Dwayne Haskins and take the risk on whether or not he'll be good. You just got a guy who is a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, and who played well in the playoffs last year when he got to take over the Philadelphia Eagles yet again after Carson Wentz, for lack of a better words. Crapped his pants. Good meme. Um, <laughs> moving on to Detroit, I'm done with Jacksonville. Okay. Josh Allen was a good pick. Other than that, they don't really have any big name picks. So I'm done with Jacksonville if you're done with Jacksonville. Yeah, move on. All right, moving go. on to Detroit with the eighth pick, TJ Hawkinson. This is a good pick for them, I think, because they're always a team that has a good tight end. They had Eric Ebron before he got went to the, uh, to the Colts, and they lacked that last year. They lack their deep, big tight end position, which they I feel like playing them twice a year. They always have some tight end that chews up the Bears, and they lack that, and they went out and they got the best one in the draft. This kid's a stud. I agree with everything you said. Uh, other than that, they seemed somewhat split as well. They picked a linebacker from Hawaii. This was an interesting pick for me when we were watching yesterday. I've never heard of this kid. Jelani Tavai, 
linebacker from Hawaii. They took him in the second pick, second round with the 11th pick. Um, but then they took a safety from Boston College, another defensive end from Clemson, uh, corner from Penn State, wide receiver from Old Dominion, and Ty Johnson, the running back from Maryland. We know from we've watched him play when they played against Ohio State this year. Yes, looks very, looks very defensive heavy for them, in which they do need some defensive help. I agree. I, I yeah, I like that. What that sounded that sounded solid. Moving forward though to the Buffalo Bills, Ed Oliver projected to go top five with many people. He wasn't supposed to fall this far. Yeah, and he was They not. were ecstatic. We saw we saw the Bills fans ecstatic for this pick. We saw Ed Oliver ecstatic for this pick. The first thing he did after Roger Goodell shook his hand was he went down into the Bills mafia pit in front of the stage and took a selfie with the fans. And I feel like I feel like that's a good match. I feel like that's a good match. I do too. Ed Oliver, a stud, decided to go to Houston over picking other large universities and other universities that were highly touted, like a Bama or an LSU or any of the SEC Big Ten schools. He decided to go to Houston and stay in te- and stay in Texas, his hometown. And exceptional, exceptional. I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's part of a Bills organization. Then they went guard. They picked Cody Ford from Oklahoma. Great pick. One of the one of those. Uh, one of those dairy and corn-fed offensive linemen that you know, we always see coming out of these big schools. They traded up and got Oakland's pick to get him in the second round. Then they picked up Devin Singletary, running back from Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic, and then they went SEC defense with, or actually SEC tight end with Mississippi's tight end, SEC defense with Florida's linebacker, and then Miami's safety in the sixth round. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I mean, they're just trying to fill holes for them to try and compete for the division later And they on. bolstered a defense that's already good, and then they added a tight end because, you know, Charles Clay dropped off a little bit. That running back, um, he has the potential to be good because LaShawn McCoy has kind of dropped off in recent years. And, yeah, you're looking at some people that could definitely start for them this year. You could see those names that they drafted today playing this year very easily. Yeah, I agree with that. Moving forward, at the 10 pick, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers selected Devin Bush. They linebacker. traded up for this one. They did trade up. They traded with Denver to get this pick. Correct. And I and like this pick. I enjoy this pick. Devin White. Bill's Devin, their biggest hole. Devin Bush, yeah, with Ryan Chazier, unfortunately, getting paralyzed on a tackle. Very sad injury. That felt... that. That left a big void in, in their and you uh, could linebacker tell. court. Yes, of course. Ryan Chazier was one of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL prior to getting injured. And he's an exceptional talent. And then just to lose him like that for more or less his career, I mean, we'll see what happens, I'm assuming, for he's his He's jumping again. Yeah. It, yeah, he's making great progress. But I don't know what his plans are of how, he's, how that would work. We've never seen that a guy ever come back from something like that because technology just hasn't been able to suffice enough to let someone do that. Not saying guys wouldn't want to if they were given the opportunity. I like this pick. Phil's a void on the defense that is need. Devin Bush, stud. Hey, I got something for you. Go ahead. With the 197th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Trace McSorley, quarterback, Penn State. It's exciting. Another fast quarterback for them. Um, But yeah, no, the, back to the Steelers. The other pick that everyone's talking about with them is the Benny Snell pick. And I like that pick as well. You also are losing a void in the running back position, at least the second string, not it not being James Conner. It was it was some no name. I don't who was there. I don't remember who it was after James Conner even. Yeah, James Conner had a lot of the load, and he started to get fatigued down the. He had an exceptional first month, two month start in the NFL season. Then the second half kind of ate him alive. 
But yeah, good pick. I like this kid a lot for Michigan. They they produce a lot of good talent. They know how to produce it. Moving forward, Bengals drafting offensive tackle from Bama, uh, Jonah Williams. Offensive tackles for Bama, you really can't go wrong. No, great size. They always have great size. They've been coached by the best offensive line coaches in all of college football, and that has shown over the years. And they picked up Washington's tight end after that, and then they went with uh, two North Carolina State picks, uh, linebacker Jermaine Pratt and quarterback Ryan Finley. Yeah, I like I like all that, getting Ryan Finley as well. I, I like that. Moving forward to the Packers, they also pick up a Michigan player, Rashawn Gary, defensive end. I like that. Green Bay needs a needs a pass rusher. They they are not able to create enough turnovers or enough pressure on defense. They okay. weren't Go ahead. I don't like what they did. I think that Rashawn Gary's a fine pick, but where's the quarterback? What do you mean where's the quarterback? Aaron Rodgers is old. Aaron Rodgers gets injured almost every year now, at least for the past two years. He's had faced Injury time. Where's the quarterback of the future? It's pronounced Deshaun Kaiser. No, it's obviously not. What do you mean it's obviously not? What makes you say that? He hasn't gone out and shown really any flashes of brilliance. That's because he played on a terrible Cleveland Browns team. And then when, I said, I I liked that drive he had on the Bears prior to getting strip-sacked by Khalil Mack. So you like one drive of his NFL career? I'm saying that he showed promise in week one. I like that. He really hasn't played since then. I like that drive. I think they need to find someone to replace Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Deshaun Kaiser is the one to do that. So well, I think they're missing a quarterback yet. in this draft. You don't have to do it yet. You can wait a little bit. It's okay. They can wait a little bit longer for that. You just need to relax, Mr. Sir. Moving forward. Miami. Miami Dolphins select Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle for Clemson. they also trade for last year's first-round pick from the Arizona Cardinals, Josh Rosen. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Trying to trying to get the young guys in there to win the division after Brady's done. We'll see what happens though. Anything else on Miami? They didn't really pick anybody else. No, notable. I like I like Christian Wilkins. I think he's I think he's a great player. I think he that, almost tackled Roger Goodell on stage. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. They did get very aggressive with each other. I was a little worried for Roger's health. We're gonna take a short break and when we come back, we are going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons pick at fourteen. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that. From college to MLB, join me, Taylor Renee, and me, Emma Hayes, as we discuss all things baseball on KCOE Sports' first and exclusively female talk show, A League of Their Own. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia or online at kcou.fm. I'm Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. My job is to protect the citizens of our state and help make our communities safer. And today, I'm asking for your help. For too long, the citizens of our state have been deceived about opioids. As we move forward with our lawsuit, we want to hear directly from Missourians about how the opioid crisis has affected you and your loved ones. Share your story and help us hold those responsible accountable. Share your stories at realopioidpain.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Attorney General's Office. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? 
Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And we are back. We're going to talk about the 14 and 15 selections by both the Falcons and Redskins and then discuss what the Chiefs and the Bears have done to try and propel them toward a Super Bowl appearance in the 100th year of the NFL's. And the 100th year of the Bears franchise. And we're also going to talk about Drew Locke, of course, because it's not the NFL draft this year without Mizzou made Drew Locke. Of course. But the Falcons pick a uh, guard out of Boston College, Christopher Linston. The name is going off the screen. Hold on. Give me a moment. Yeah, the name is going off the screen. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, see. Lindstrom. Oh, Lindstrom, excuse me, Mr. Sir. And, you know, that's fine. Matt, yeah, that's Matt fine. Matt Ryan needs pass protection. Yeah. and they One don't... of their top needs was offensive line, so. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then did they fill any holes after that? They picked a tackle, and here comes the defensive help with Kendall Sheffield out of Ohio State, uh, John Kaminsky out of Charleston, and Jordan Miller out of Washington. Yeah, I love that. Don't need personnel in the wide receiver or running back position. Oh, I like they drafted that. one of each. Yeah, that's fine. They I'm drafted just... a wide receiver and a running back. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying they got defensive help and uh, offensive line help. If it's late, it doesn't really matter. What, what round did they pick those guys in? Five was the running back. From Pitt, and six was the yeah. wide receiver from Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, just getting guys that can, yeah, you know how that goes. Oh, well. Top four, top four is about where you where you get your talent most of the time. There's obviously breakthroughs and exceptions to this. There's a lot of players in the NFL. But 15, 15 the Washington Redskin, the Redskins draft, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of Ohio State. Exceptional pick for them. Uh, excuse me, the Ohio State. I don't, say, I don't say it like that. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, and then they also traded up in the first round and got Montrez Sweat. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that that pick, too. He's an exceptional athlete, ran a great 40 time as well. And then because, you know, their running back seems to, you know, tear his ACL every year, at least one of them do in Washington with, you know, guys getting injured and that kind of stuff. Uh, they drafted Bryce Love. I like that pick as well. Third round, correct? Fourth round? Fourth round. Fourth round. But... I mean, that gives them Adrian Peterson, who, I mean, I would assume is on his way out of the league somewhat soon. Yes, I would assume so. Uh, Darius Geis and Bryce Love. So, running back by committee? Maybe. No, probably not by committee. Probably still be AP, but yeah, I agree that those guys can step up and make an impact, especially Bryce Love. He did a great job in taking over after Christian McCaffrey. You can make an argument he could have even won the Heisman Trophy for, for He could have, definitely could have. He's an ex- He's an exceptional athlete. It just worries me how many hits he took in college. But moving toward... We're going to move to the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay, fine. We'll talk about Drew Locke. They picked Drew Locke in the second round. They picked Noah Fant and Dalton Reisner before him. Yeah, interesting that they... I mean, the tight end's not a bad pick. No, I agree. Yeah, I like Noah Vaughn. I've been saying this and all honest, day. And honestly, they had the ninth and the tenth pick because they traded with Cincinnati in the second round. So drafting Drew Locke at nine or ten really didn't matter. They were going to get him. Yeah. I, I like the I like the picks for them. They need some help around him. They who'd you say that? Yeah, Noah Vaughn as well. Yeah, they got yeah they needed help around him that with the uh, 
obviously you're kind of transitioning out of the Super Bowl stage. They've missed the last four postseasons now since winning the Super Bowl. And they've they don't have guys like Demarius Thomas anymore. Emmanuel Sanders isn't as good anymore. Julius Thomas went to Jacksonville and basically haven't heard from him since. You're losing a lot of these guys that you used to have and it's now a transition stage, and now you're transitioning into getting all these young guys and starting to build off of that with guys like Philip Lindsay as well last year going undrafted and having the exceptional year that he had. And Joe Flacco, I don't care what John Elway says, Joe Flacco is not in his prime, and look for Drew Locke to be starting maybe not this year, but definitely next year. No. You sure? Joe Flacco is the best quarterback of all time. All right, sounds good. Let's talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I love I loved their draft. Having, having to, you know get Hardman be try and get another deep threat because of Tyreek Hill's uh looming uh investigation with his uh, dun, child dun, dun. in uh with his child in uh fiance, I believe. Which is unfortunate. Unfortunate unfortunate situation for uh for the family and Tyreek Hill in the Chiefs organization as well who have to try and replace a guy like that. It's just an unfortunate situation for all parties. But they drafted uh, they drafted uh, Hardman out of uh, Georgia. He's an incredible deep threat. Could be could provide a lot of help for Patrick Mahomes if they have to get rid of Tyreek. And they also drafted uh, they drafted Juan Thornhill, safety Virginia, Kalen Saunders, defensive tackle Western Illinois, and Rashad Fenton, cornerback South Carolina. Yeah, just a lot of defensive players to try and fill uh, the void that was once there about three years ago when they were the best defense and they could they had the most takeaways in the NFL, and they were feared. Now they're they're a paper bag, a wet paper bag, as you described earlier. I do enjoy that. Um, and then we can talk a little bit about my Chicago Bears. Yes, go ahead. Their top needs is what it said was linebacker, running back, safety, and tight end. And they went out, and they've had only three picks so far. They took David Montgomery, uh, all first-team Big 12 from Iowa State. I think that's a good pick. He runs hard. Someone needs to fill the Jordan Howard void. Um, Don't make faces at me, please. Don't. (laughs) Um, uh, They also drafted Riley Ridley who I would actually say is the better wide receiver out of Georgia this year. Yeah, you're also drunk. Come on, dude. He's picked at the fourth round. And Colin Coward says this guy's a steal of the draft. The fact that he fell this far. Oh, Colin Coward said, I'm so worried Colin Coward said something. What did he say about Baker? Yeah. Yeah. What did he say about Baker? Basically said that Baker's like childish. And how he's, oh, he actually, I believe he actually referred to him as quote-unquote undraftable. And then Baker Mayfield used it for his apparel. Okay. And? He's obviously not undraftable. You can make a case that anybody's undraftable. What do you mean you can make a case? He won the Heisman Trophy. He's drafted first overall (laughs) in one offensive rookie of the year. (laughs) Oh, well. What do you mean? Oh, okay. Continue, please. Oh, then they drafted, they just now drafted a corner from Kansas State. Fine. Don't really know anything about that kid. No, it's all late. This is all late stuff, unless you're an insider. We are not insiders by any stretch of the imagination. We're, We're trying to be. We are trying <laughs> our best, but we do not. We follow this for about a week or two. Actually, we follow We follow this for about the first three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bears had one pick in the first three rounds, so, you know, that's great. Yeah, it's rough. It's rougher. But you got valuable assets in. Valuable running back, valuable wide receiver, I'd say. Well, I was saying valuable assets like you not picking, having many draft picks. You're uh, 
Your upside of that is you have the best defensive player in football, arguably, and Khalil Mack. Yes, sir. And, I mean, with your first round and second round and, you know, first round next year pick, the Bears selected Khalil Mack. Just like the Chiefs with their first round pick this year took Frank Clark. Yes. Which, you know, I think is worth it. Oh, I agree. I think if you look at what the Raiders got for the picks, oh, I think it was the running back Josh Jacobs and uh, I don't I don't know who they picked in the second, but uh, I, I'd say it's worth it. Yeah, I would agree as well. It is worth it. I I believe getting valuable assets like Frank Clark and Khalil Mack, guys who can make an immediate impact for your defense and potentially propel you in Khalil Mack's sake, propel them into the playoffs, and Frank Clark's sake could be propelling his team to a Super Bowl appearance. The first since, I believe, 1969, which will be the 50-year anniversary if they do not make it next year. L. But that they won that game. And? Okay. That'll about do it for us. If you want to listen to the show... Uh, we'll be tomorrow, back tomorrow from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Same spot right here. Same way you're listening right now. We'll be there. We will be there. We hope to have you all listen tomorrow. We will hopefully be back on Sports Saturday presented by b and Bagel. <laughs> um, uh, also, make sure to tune in to Mizzou Sports tonight. I believe it's baseball, correct? At 6 o'clock, baseball pregame starts. Sure. All right. Well, yeah, six o'clock sometime tonight. Go on the <laughs> go on the KCOU Sports Twitter or uh, Instagram page, and that will have more information on the baseball game tonight. Uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Saturday.